Father God, thank you for another day of life on this earth, a day that hopefully we all made a difference in the lives of another. We thank you for your patience and your strength for us to cope in a fallen world we so desperately need you to intervene in. Please forgive these and those in our lives who turn their backs completely away from you. Father, may your church be the hands and feet like never before. I pray for a revival of all of us, turning from our evil ways and with the power of the Holy Spirit guiding us to follow you and you only. Thank you for our redemption and deliverance from our sins and our justification found in your one and only Son's sacrifice for all of us. His name is Jesus, the name above all names, and it is in his holy name and precious name that we are saved. Thank you, Father God, and thank you, Jesus. Please bring your spirit to the hearts of the lost. Amen. Good evening and welcome to Food Crew for our undeserved grace, Christ redeemed earth. Willingly, we are live in the studio of Wi-Fi 1460 AM in Florence, New Jersey. You can also be listening live on the radio, WNJC 1360 AM over there in Washington Township, New Jersey. Let me give you the phone numbers to call into the show tonight, 609-447-0236, 609 and, uh, my name is John Fudre, and along with Aaron Freeman, we give you this one-hour program of Christian Talk Contemporary Radio. And Aaron, we have yeah, we got a little Facebook action here. How's everybody doing tonight? Beautiful. You can uh, you can get us you know live. Uh, we got the links up for the radio station now. You can hit us at Facebook.com/slash Fuge Crew, and uh, feel free to post your questions on Facebook. You know, we'll be uh, watching that stream. Of status updates, and uh, you know we can answer your questions off there. Or just hit the call number. Which uh, what was that call number again? Six zero nine four four seven zero two three six. Since you're better than I, four four seven zero two three six, bro. <laughs> that was a weekend. Good weekend was good. Yeah, a little rainy today, man. A little rainy day. Rainy days on Mondays always get. Oh, I'm not gonna sing, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know something. Uh, we're getting antsy for. For spring upon us, huh? Yeah, That's you know, hey, the, but the warmth is uh, oh, yeah, upon right. us, at least today a little bit, it's right? It's a tease, it's a tease, but we got a little bit more to go, and, uh, you know, winding down a, a school year, wow, three more months, my door's going to be a, a sophomore, it's amazing how it just passes by, but, gang, we've been talking about to tithe or not to tithe, and on Food Crew, this series is into its last part tonight, and um, I just want to give credits, credits to John MacArthur and... Uh, Court Wood for their research and teachings as well as God's Word, the Bible, for our information on uh, these past three shows and tonight. So uh, I just want to get into this real quickly, um, and we're going we're gonna to go a lot of places tonight, but it's mainly in the New Testament, gang. We're talking about the Old Testament and the Old Covenant, and gang, this is not a show tonight where I'm judging or I am taking a part an individual church. This is right back at every single one of God's churches. If the shoe is fitting, then wear it. 
So Matthew 5.17, do not think that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Galatians 3.13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. And how about the acronym FUJKRU? For our undeserved grace, Christ redeemed us willingly. In the Gospels, Jesus commanded observance to tithing as part of the Mosaic law which at that time was in effect. In Matthew twenty three twenty three and Luke eleven forty two, Jesus said that it was not wrong to tithe the spices, but that these teachers of the law and Pharisees should also practice the other important matters of the law, such as justice, mercy, faithfulness, and the love of God. In these two verses, Jesus implied that the Pharisees were fast iduous when it comes to tithing and other legal issues, but they did not show the love of God in them. This he defines as hypocrisy. Tithing to them is just an outward show of their self-righteousness. Even in the story of the Pharisee and the tax collector told by Jesus in Luke 18, the 9th through 14th verses, what do you think our Lord and Savior thought of Mr. Pharisee's boasting in verse 12? I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of all I get. Remember the tax collector in verse 13? He says, God, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. Jesus went on to say in verse 14, I tell you, the tax collector went home accepted by God, but not the Pharisee. Everyone who lifts himself up will be brought down, and anyone who is brought down will be lifted up. I hope all of us, even you boastful tithers out there, can say, God, have mercy on me. I am a sinner because you are, and so am Aaron, so is Aaron and I. We're both sinners, and we're saved by grace, and we're saved by Jesus' blood. Amen. Again, it is all or nothing. Those who depend on their works for righteousness cannot adopt and pick and choose approach. If we accept one good work, as necessary for necessary for salvation, we become obligated to the whole law or debtors. We must keep the law in its entirety. Galatians 3.10 says, For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, May everyone who doesn't continue to do everything that is written in the book of the law be under God's curse. James amplified the, this truth when He stated in James 2.10, whoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Aaron, there is only one who is to receive and will receive glory for our salvation. His name is Jesus. If it were not for him, none of us would get there. And there is heaven, gang, for eternity to spend with our Lord and Savior and King Jesus Christ forever and ever. As Paul put it, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of Jesus Christ. That's found in Galatians 6.14. No matter how many good deeds we do for him, no matter how many people we lead to him or churches we establish for him, our only glory is in Jesus Christ who died for us. Our righteousness is not a question of good works, human efforts, keeping certain rituals or dietary laws and giving 10% of all or first or anything. Our righteousness, both at this moment and for all eternity, 
is a result of our simple faith in God's one and only Son, Jesus. Righteousness by faith removes all the distinctions between those who belong to Christ. I am no better than you, Aaron, or you than me. And the same for everyone else listening tonight. We are all sinners saved only by God's glorious grace. This is the one and only kind of righteousness that God will accept. The imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ. Gang, we must not allow condemning rules to come in and dominate our lives until we feel that unless we are praying seven hours a day or reading 25 chapters of Scripture in our devotions or we give 5, 10, 40, or 50% of our earnings to the church, we are not really righteous. Our righteous is not predicated upon how much we read, pray, or fast, or give. Our righteousness is based upon simple trust in Jesus to wash us and cleanse us of our sins and to make us pure in the eyes of our Father. And gang, with all the pessimism found in the world, I don't believe we should dwell in the negativity, but I do think we need to live every day like it was our last in the anticipation of our Lord coming again. In the Garden of Eden, there was Adam and Eve, and what they did is something that affected all of us. However, I think we should take responsibility for our actions, our own ones. And now, not just blame Adam and Eve for eating the apple or piece of fruit, but stop eating it ourselves. That can look like a lot of different things that you take out of your life, something that replaces something better in your life. Yes, we have replaced God with so many things, and now, right now, is the time to want him back. Not that he's gone anywhere, but we need to get our allegiance to God back. Gang, God is always pursuing us like a bridegroom chases a bride, so passionately with an unconditional love. He hasn't given up on us, and he never will. Here's a song by Brandon Heath entitled, Leaving Eden. Hot 
True Wi-Fi, 1460 AM, WNJC, 1360 AM, Aaron. Yeah, reminder, guys, uh, Fooch Crew, um, now on Facebook, facebook.com slash Crew. so uh, share with us um, during the show, and we'll be sure to uh, answer your questions, you know, post comments, feedback, whatever, man, facebook.com slash Crew. Okay, and uh, gang, a couple things real quickly. The Orphan and the King, Volume 2 coming out, March 14th, Wendy Hunt, she wrote Volume 2, Loves Great Ransom. Fiction at its best, gang, and it's a story fiction, but it has the Jesus take on it. You know, I, I, I did a show a couple months back on The Shack, Burn the Shack. I, I didn't like that book, gang. I, I hope you didn't either. It was a mockery to Christ. Even though it's fictitious, it was in a Christian bookstore and um, depicted God and mocked God, as far as I'm concerned. So, Love's Greatest Ransom, Wendy Ann Hunt, Volume 2. The Orphan and the King, uh, here on Fooch Crew, Aaron and I will be interviewing her. And uh, we'll probably be giving out some free copies of that book, so tune in. Uh, I'd like to say hello to uh, Kathy Ayers tonight. She's listening. I appreciate her listening every week. And uh, welcome back. She said she was out in California, so hopefully you're safe and sound. And Gang, we do have a jingle on Fooch Crew, Aaron and I, and uh, it's sung by our good friend, Dickie Barnaby Watson. And I wanted to just say something. 
to my bro here, Aaron, I just want to thank you from my heart for letting this girl into our lives <laughs> because we, she's been in your life all your life mainly, but to, yeah. she wrote such a beautiful letter to uh, my wife. And um, I'll tell you what, she is a burning passion for Jesus Christ. And I just want to encourage her to just keep on keeping on. Let the Holy Spirit work in your heart, girl. And uh, remember, God loves you so much. He's let you go through so much adversity, more than most. But he must have known that you can handle it, girl. So Yeah, and I know she's going to come on at some point in the next uh, several weeks. April. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it April? Yeah, mm-hmm. to share a testimony. And, you know, wait, we're, we're you know. You're welcome, because we're both blessed there. You know, I mean, I was I was blessed to to reconnect with her after all these years. You know, I mean, she uh, was good friends with my sister, so mm-hmm. you know, I, I've I've known Nikki since uh, we were babies, man. So I mean, it was awesome for us reconnecting a few years ago, and mm-hmm. I'm just uh, I mean, I feel blessed. I know, like you do, that that we have her as part of a you know part of, of have her part of Foods Crew, and you know what we have coming out in the in the weeks to come. Aaron, she has the heart of Jesus. She just wants to help people right. and get unbelievable. Get you know, and everybody's going to really know what that's about, man. When she mm-hmm. comes on, and does her testimony because you know when I hear all the stories that people have, and you know, we, we talk about you know some of the the, the the pre-Christians or even non-Christians, you know that you know they, I, you know, we hear it all the time, man. I, I mean, what, what's the famous thing that we, you and I, talk about that uh, Robert De Niro got quoted saying, right? <laughs> you know, if there's a God, he's a lot of explaining to do. Mm. I, that one gets me so fired up, man. I mean, he's gonna have a lot of explaining to do that guy. Oh, yeah. But you know, people say these things because they 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 usually go through some kind of trials or, or something in their life, man, that just pulls them away from God. But you know what, man? You know, you have people like Nikki, like uh, like me and you, and just others that we know, man, that have been through mm-hmm. some difficult times in our life, man. But you know what? That's God. That's God shaping and molding us, man. You know, we're that piece of clay, and it's you know He's building up building us up stronger to uh, bigger and better things to come. You know, as part of His big plan, man. So. You know, we got to hang in there. And uh, Nikki's an incredible testimony to that, you know, and, and God bless her. And, and Aaron, once again, thank you so much for, for uh, bringing her into our life. We, we got, uh, I met her through an, an Offenbacher uh, f- uh, fundraiser thing. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and now she's part of our lives. And I'm just so grateful. And I was speaking with her, and, and I think I might have mentioned this to you yesterday at church, that when we have this conviction uh, of, of our sin, that's a beautiful thing, gang, because that's the Holy Spirit working in us. It's not condemnation. It's a totally different thing. But the conviction of sin knows that God is working. Sometimes people think, well, I'm not saved because I'm doing these things. Hey, gang, your body is still a perishable body. You still got, you can't take this body and throw it away. You know what I mean? When we get our glorified body is when total peace and joy will come but right now it's a spiritual battle so i want to encourage people out there as long as it's a conviction and not a condemnation you know uh, satan's the deceiver he's the one that condemns us but john three seventeen says there's no condemnation in christ and so we've got to stop being too hard on ourselves and learn from this conviction that the holy spirit he wants to give us the victory at the cross one by one we die every day the sin not 27 of them like, we were talking about the F word, and I said, Fuge, right? We, Fuge. Hey, you got a problem with the F word, use Fuge, F O U G. That's a four letter. But, uh, you so know. That'll be a lot of anger going towards your way, man. You know? <laughs> but see, the, 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 the key. Yeah. <laughs> Please. But, uh, but anyway, you know what I'm saying. But anyway, Aaron, Set Free Ministry. Give me that. Yeah, one. man. We got Set Free Ministry over at Ashland Church. Uh, our brother, Matt Thompson, um, Thursday nights, 7. 7- 
p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, Matt runs a ministry over at Ashland Church, uh, you know, Set Free Ministry. It's a Christian discipleship of uh, recovery and restoration from addictions. And, and, folks, this isn't just addictions, you know, drugs, alcohol, the typical things you see every day and read in the paper, see in the news. It's, you know, the addictions that all of us as sinners, which we all are, you know, we're all sinners here, um, suffer, suffer, suffer with every day, you know. Um, you know, addictions from, uh, you know, pornography, you know, the road rage you know, yell at your kids too much, you know, whatever it is, man, we all suffer from something. And you know what, there's not one of us, you know, me included, John included, that don't need to go to this, um, at least to check it out once or twice to see, uh, you know, to see if there's a fit, um, which there definitely will be, man. So um, I encourage you all, you know, go out, not just support our, our brother, Matt, but, you know, to take part and in, in, in this fellowship, this incredible fellowship that he's put together and does over at uh, the church. And let me give you the address here um, real quick, because it is over at Ashland Church. Set Free Ministries, the address is uh, 33 East Evesham Road. Uh, again, that's 33 East Evesham Road, and that's in Voorhees, New Jersey. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, you know, we'll see you out there. Excellent, Aaron. So, Aaron, all of us are either trying to work and be good enough to please God, or we believe and trust God to do for us what we can't do for ourselves. There are only two choices at each moment of our lives. We find ourselves on one road or the other. If we're still trying to please God by being good enough, defeat and frustration will be our lot if we have trusted in god's grace to transform us and form christ within us we will enjoy life and peace abundantly so you ask what are our new covenant responsibilities and well first when we help or do not help our fellow christians who are hungry naked sick or in prison we're helping or not helping jesus Naren. that's self-explanatory right there yeah yeah, it is i mean you know we we uh we say we're christians and we're in our church but what do we do action wise from monday to saturday no it's an excellent point man i mean how many people have i know you know going back to the days uh you know before uh, when i you know as far as when i was when i say can say i was truly a christian um because you know man you know i grew up in the catholic church and i'm I mean, you're, you would, uh, you know, you, you go to church on Sundays, you know, you put on the game face, and then you'd walk right out those doors, and you're right back to where you were before you went in, man. That's what it's about. It's about seven days a week, 365 days a year, man. It's not just about that that hour, hour and a half you spend in church. You know, what are you doing? And that's the question to all of us, man, you know, you and me included. What are we doing when we leave that church? You know, what other, you know, ministries or other ways are we getting involved in to, to help, you know, better not just ourselves as Christians in our walk, but also better our communities, you know, the outreaches we do, whether they be locally or globally. You know, what are we doing? In your workplace. In your workplace. People go to work. They spend more time in their jobs. You're talking to me today, 80-hour week. Hey, guess what? <laughs> For the that's, next month, will be. <laughs> that's, not, that's not 80 hours to be away from God. That's, that's a time to shine for him, be salt and light. And, and I'm, I'm a believer in this, gang, that we need to be more talking about our lord and savior in our workplace we we separate it because we go okay i'm the christian over here and then i'm the workplace man over here and that's not right gang jesus didn't die for us for half hour weeks you know or or seven days uh, uh half those seven days it's seven days a week and so we live out our christianity in our jobs in our workplace it's big hey the foremost common our command of Jesus, our Lord, was that we love each other and lay down our lives for each other. The law of Christ is fulfilled when Christians carry each other's burdens. We've got to carry each other's burdens. We, we just can't uh, 
Pray, Aaron. You know, praying's big. But you know something? I've heard this so many times. I hear this so many times. Uh, I'll pray for you. Pray for me what? What are you going to pray for me about? I haven't even told you what to pray for, and you're going to pray for me. Kang, we got to be specific in our prayers, but we got to get some action. You know, when we say, I'm going to pray, somebody's telling us they're sick or they're having struggles, saying, why don't you go help the person? Me included. You know, a guy's struggling with his bills. Don't go pay his bills. Help him to see a, a, a financial structure. Give him some advice. And here's what people are going to say. You know, I do give him advice. You know what? Give yourself advice. That That is wrong. You've got to keep on, you know, we're not to be a burden as a Christian. So if that person is that burden, encourage him not to be and pray that prayer with him. Hold his hand, sit next to him, and pray that prayer. Hey, that's right back at me. Right back at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I talk about some people in our own church that I struggle, like, looking at them. You know, I'm, I'm a Christian man. I have trouble looking at them because I say, What? I'm not seeing something different in you, bro. You're, you're a Christian. You're, you're one of God's warriors. And I don't see it. So on the outside. So what, everybody says, God knows the inside. Come on, gang. It's time that we start acting uh, n- not the legalistic thing, but let's get victory. And we're to take on each other's burdens. So how are we going to take on each other's burdens if we just keep allowing that? Oh, well, God's going to work it out. No. You know, a lot of that goes back to some, mm. back to that, that book. I know we're, you know, we're reading it with our Bible study, you know, Jesus Crossed the Road. Yeah. You know, a lot, of, a lot of that, what you're saying right there is, is us getting outside of our comfort zones, mm. you know, and just venturing out a little bit to share, man. We, sh- we need to share and express. You know, a lot of people, we, a lot of us don't want to burden others with our troubles. But let me tell you something, man. There is not one person, I don't care what car they're driving mm. or what house they live in, man, that does not have a trouble that could be and possibly is greater than yours, man. So yes. you need to get out there and share that. Yes. You know, share with your with your Christian brothers and sisters. And you'll be shocked at the just the love, man, that's going to be poured and, and, and just, you know, wrapped around you, man. You got to be able to get out there and do it, though. We pray on Tuesday morning, 6 o'clock. We get there at 6.30, some of us. Gang, some of you come out, amen. And I will tell you this: don't we? We sometimes don't pray till quarter after. Why? Because we share. We share our burdens. We talk to about each other. If if one if we need to talk to one person that's struggling, it ain't going to go out of room. It's like the Italian room, man. Nothing goes out. Of room, <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? So so to me, that, what's that, said in the room stays in the absolutely, room. Absolutely, <laughs> man. And, and and that's the way it should be. You know, we we want Support. we want men to walk around happy and and joyous not not this tail between the legs man the tail between the legs belongs to the other dude satan the prince of this world okay we're not his we're gods we're jesus christ love of christians for one another is defined by the apostle john as sharing material possessions with other christians who are in need hey gang i know people that have four or five tvs in their house and six pool uh, halls, you know, six pool tables, and and a, and a kid, and a guy in a church is struggling, he doesn't even have a TV, grab one of your TVs off the wall and give him one, will you, please, okay, that, like, it's a, it's a material possession, but you know where I'm getting at, like, we're, there's people in our church that are not, well, because they don't dress nice, and they're not pretty looking like you and smell nice, you know something, I see it all the time. All the time. So, again, encourage, challenge, right back at me, fooge, right back at me. If I say it, it's right spraying me in the face. Look at that spray coming right back at me, You're bro. looking pretty wet there, buddy. <laughs> so, 
Helping Christians in need is defined by the Apostle Paul as the proof of our love and proof of our obedience to the gospel. Our love for each other is the mission strategy of the Lord. We are commanded to love not just with word and tongue, but with actions and in truth. Aaron, Christianity is a action verb. Okay, it's action. It's not sitting on our hands. And oh, well, there's a little girl comes up to the church to, on the pulpit there, and they're singing a little song. Let's clap now, and then let's sing our song and lift our hands up in the air and praise the Lord. And then we got struggles in our brethren, and we don't do nothing about. But we'll pray for them. We'll pray for them because prayer is big. Actions, gang. If you breathe in air, baby. You can pray if you don't have the action in you. I understand elderly people can't do what a 40 or 30 or 25-year-old can do, but the actions. And this isn't to get you the action to, oh, God's going to love me because I'm doing all these things. i got to suffer for Christ. No, the Holy Spirit lives inside you, and you will do these things if you understand how big that cross is to you. you know, it's not the little cross around your neck. It's the big one where he died. We're going to celebrate Jesus Christ's resurrection, gang. His death, yes, but his resurrection coming up on Easter is so big because we have a living God. He lives in each and every one of us when we accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So if we have brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ who are without clothes and daily food, and we with them, well, but uh, well, what happens is, but do nothing about the needs. Our faith is dead. It says that in I forget the, the scripture, but I wrote it down. But if you ask this question to your pastor or elders in the churches today, how much should I give? I do not know how or how the answer would not come from fully from 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, first and foremost. There are no New Testament scriptures to support tithing as a concept for the New Testament believer. Our giving is to be done as the Lord has prospered and in accord with the working of the Holy Spirit, never according to the law. Giving is a matter of the grace work of God in the believer's heart. Actually, this means give more, not less. If the believer is walking closely with the Lord and is giving as one who has first given himself to the Lord, 10% is a good place to begin. But no New Testament passage tells us to give a certain percent. Also in the Old Testament, Aaron and I spoke about the past three weeks there were at least two tithes and maybe a third, which is closer to 20% at least. No, we are not under law. Now as children of God and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in all believers, Galatians 5.25, but now faith in Christ has come, so we are no longer under the control of the law. Gang, to be no longer under the supervision of the law does not mean we are lawless. We are now under Christ's law. According to 1 Corinthians 9.21, his higher law superseded the old law and changes not just the outside of the cup, but the inside as well. Those who teach the new covenant are not teaching men to disobey any of the commandments as they accuse Jesus, our Lord, as well as Paul, the apostle. They are teaching the living way of the Holy Spirit and the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, which brings the obedience and holiness, which <laughs> this was powerless to do. We no longer circumcise the body, we circumcise our hearts. We are taught, taught not only to not to commit adultery, literally, but to not even look upon a woman with lust in our hearts. We do not teach giving 10% because our Lord calls us to give all and to lay down our very lives. This awesome, fulfilling, limitless life 
giving call has been for the most part substituted in America with comfortable modern day form of legalism. We can learn from the old covenant law, but reversion to the law should never be allowed in the believer's life. The law brings condemnation and death. The new covenant brings sacrifice, life, and victory. Galatians 2.15 through 4.31 explains to us God's grace and our faith. It also explains faith or obeying the law. Gang, I encourage you to read that tonight. Galatians 2.15 through chapter 4.31. It would take you about 10 to 15 minutes. And gang, we have God's instruction how to live. It is right in black and white in his word. It is called the Bible. And whether you take the acronym BASIC, instructions before leaving earth, or BASIC, instructions before leaving eternally, or believers' instructions before leaving earth, or biblical instruction before leaving earth, or best investment before leaving earth, I want us all to go to the verses in Hebrews 8, verse 6, and make sure you read in between and find out what our Lord says as, as I read verse 13 as well. Hebrews 8, 6, Jesus has been given a greater work to do for God. He is the go-between for the new covenant. That covenant is better than the old one. It is based on better promises. Verse 13 of chapter 8, God called that covenant new, so he has made the first one out of date. And what is out of date and getting older will soon disappear. Aaron, the instructions of our Lord and the apostles are intended to motivate followers of Jesus Christ to be the most generous and giving people in this world. Thankfully, as believers in Jesus Christ, we have been delivered from the curse of the law and are now constrained by the love of Christ to a much higher calling for service, even in view of God's mercy. The offering of our bodies as a living sacrifice, which is called by God our reasonable service, we give today as a response to God's unfailing love for us. We are the objects of his mercy, not his wrath. Thank you, Jesus. Those of you who are pastors, teachers, elders, will find your flock far more giving to the kingdom of God when constrained by the love of Christ and not under the bondage of the law. I ask all, all of us, isn't it enough to teach the abundant New Testament instructions on giving and lovingly and honestly share the needs each week? Gang, do you think this world needs God? Second Chronicles 7.14, God said, He will listen from heaven to his people and he would heal their land. If only they would turn from their evil ways. I get a kick of the conversations, even in churches, on how bad the economy is, how corrupted the government is, and how the entertainment industry is out of control. Again, we don't need our military to awaken this world. We need a spiritual awakening. We don't need M16s. We need John 316s. God did not tell Congress to change their evil ways, although they could. God did not tell Hollywood to clean up its act although they ought to. No, he said, I will heal their land. After all, they are my people. Are you one of his? It is my prayer and Heron's that we don't close our eyes as Christians and act like everyone's all right. We know they're not. We are the hands and feet of our God. So if we say move, or if he says move, it's time for us to follow through. And so what you were made to do, do it. And show everyone who you are. Refuse to stand and watch the weary. Refuse to watch the lost carry a, cry out for help. Refuse to stay unchanged. Refuse to live like you don't care. Refuse to sit, to sit called you and do yourself with him. And 
what he waits or what he wants for someone else to do, what God has here. Here's Josh Wilson. Refuse. Crew Wi-Fi 1460 WNJC 1360 and hey gang, do you need transportation? Whether you're elderly and don't drive, whether you have lost your license or can't drive because of no vehicle, or for some reason you won't drive in the state of New Jersey, wouldn't it be nice if you had 
an affordable alternative to public transportation. I'm talking about to and from an appointment, whether it be a doctor, dental, physical therapy, or just a ride home. Even them sporting events, gang, it's so crowded down there, traffic-wise, especially with the fills coming up. A ride to and from your place of work, to and from shopping, to and from college, you name it. Whatever transportation, anywhere in this tri-county area, that's Burlington, Camden, and Gloucester counties, well, it's Philadelphia. If I got the service for you, it's called Try Me First, and my brother Bob came up with this concept and gang. He is a Christian. We're to help each other as Christians, and what a great service this is at such an affordable rate. Why not give Bob a call at 856-986-1653 or email robertfoudre1gmail.com. That's uh, robertfoudre1gmail.com at 856-986-1653. And one more uh, little advertisement here. For a Christian sister, are you in need of a home health aid and personal assistant? Then maybe she can help. She can help with the management of household, personal, and professional needs. She is a caring, certified home health aide that can help with companionship or HHA duties for your loved ones. She can do errands, shopping, and lighthouse cleaning. She has over 15 years of office administration. If you need someone to help out with home office work, she can assist with curricle duties as well. Her name is Lynn Beasley, and she lives in the Cherry Hill area. Please only serious inquiries respond 856-383-4725. Lynn Beasley, 856 856- Three eight three four seven two five, and my partner Aaron is uh, on the Facebook gang. And uh, give me, well, uh, oh, there you go. Forgot to bust me in there, <laughs> Aaron. Yeah, we're going to share a little scripture every uh, you know every week just to kind of go along with the show. Mm-hmm. You know, Galatians uh, two fifteen through uh, four seven. I think you mentioned. So we're going to post up just some nice scripture to go along with each show. So you know, check it out when you get some time. Excellent. The great Charles Spurgeon preacher. Uh, summed it up eloquently. The old covenant was a covenant of prosperity. The new covenant is a covenant of adversity, whereby we are being weaned from this present world and made ready for the world to come. We tragically live in an age of prosperity in America, which makes us especially prone to grasp for teaching, which holds out the promise of earthly riches. The church has forgotten our call to a life of abundant surrender to Christ, or abandoned uh, surrender to Christ, our cross. And have substituted in its place a covenant of prosperity. Although our Savior promises to graciously meet our needs, to give primarily for the promise of material gain in this life is to exchange the true riches of Christ for a mess of pottage. Because of these misdirected material motives, contrary to the purpose of Christ and the high calling on our lives, many people in churches, in some, Respects are no longer the child, children of the promise, but have been sold again to slavery. Galatians 4, 5 says, He came to set free those who were under the law. He wanted us to be adopted as children with all the rights children have. Verse 7 goes on to say, So you aren't slaves any longer. You are God's children. Because you are his children, he gives you what he promised to give his people. I left out verse 6 on purpose to emphasize the intimacy we now have with God. Verse 6, because you are his children, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. He is the Holy Spirit. By his power, we call God Abba. Abba means father. Wow. We can call the maker of this universe, the creator of all things, dad. Again, giving 10% is an acceptable goal from a now obsolete example if it does not place you in bondage bring condemnation 
lead you to self-righteousness or self-satisfaction or prevent you from going onto the higher call of Jesus Christ upon your life. The poor should not be made to feel condemned when they cannot give as much as others. For we are supposed to be helping the poor, but not the lazy, brethren. There are many American Christians who are blessed with the ability to produce ample income and could be investing vast resources into world evangelism and helping the poor in churches in third world countries. We should be careful not to give ritualistically and mechanically, but by seeking the Lord, the guidance of the word of God, and the teaching of the Holy Spirit in giving to the kingdom of God. This is the living way of Christ by which we will be lovingly leading us closer to him and to a life given totally to him. The paradox of the cross is that this instrument of death is actually a means to life for the Christian. Salvation is found through our faith in the person and finished work of Christ who died on the cross for our sins. The abundant life for the believer is found to the extent that we are able to deny ourselves, die daily, and embrace our own cross as an expression of our love for our Lord and for others. As Jesus powerfully expressed in Luke 14.33, in the same way any of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. And Apostle Paul in Romans 7, 6 says, But now we have died to what used to control us. We have been set free from the law. Now we serve in the new way of the Holy Spirit. We no longer serve in the old way of the written law. Gang, God has given us the power to serve under a new covenant. The covenant is not based on the written law of Moses. It comes from the Holy Spirit. The written law kills, but the Spirit gives life. And that's found in 2 Corinthians 2, word for word, the sixth verse. And Aaron, to tithe or not to tithe, you know, we've done this four-part series, and I did a lot of talking tonight, bro, but there's a lot of passion and a lot of research. And gang, yes, we do listen to pastors and, and get fed, but it is time that we start feeding ourselves. I, I read my Bible, gang, and that's what Jesus teaches me. Jesus teaches me to be his follower. He died for us. He has the new law. He has the new covenant. It is God that wants us to be controlled by Jesus Christ, not these world religions, not these mosaic laws. Why did Jesus die? So we can go to heaven? No. We're to live for him. Everything we have, Aaron. We're to glorify him. Is his. It's his, bro. (laughs) This radio station, it's his. Food crew, it's his. The money he allows us to make. You ever? We, we've talked about this before on Food Crew. You ever hear this term? I'm a self-made millionaire. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and and the bus yeah, just sh- hit you in the back yeah, too. Sure you are. <laughs> and and see the the challenge that we have as Christian brothers. I'm talking to the brothers out there, not the sisters so much. But the challenge we have is to challenge each other to make us we're warriors for Christ. And, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I am a passionate man because there's a lot of passion on the cross, gang. He died for us, but he didn't die in an ocean, throwing out a little raft. He, his nails, he, he breathed up on those nails every breath he took. So for what? For our sins, for our filthy rags. Hey, gang, if you live to 72 years old and you sin one hour 
a day or every hour, one time every hour, 600,000 sins you would have committed 72 years on this earth. Do you think Jesus Christ deserves everything we got? And it's not, we don't do these things so he loves us more. We do these things because he loved us first. And how are we going to see that relationship flourish unless we aren't we come to him and let him do the work. That's a good point, man. He loved us first. So isn't it, you know, mm. shouldn't we just give, shouldn't we be given to him first mm. before we give to us, before we give everything, everything we do, man. It's all I, his anyway. Everything we do in this life, we owe it to him. It's not just talk, man. I, and, and gosh, every day of my life is, is a struggle because it should be. My, my old self didn't die, bro. It, it, I mean, it's dying every day. A little bit of piece of... The old John Fudre is dying every day because I don't want that other self. And, and that's the spiritual battle we have. Remember I told you that God is working in all our lives. It's called sanctification. It's painful. But Paul said he didn't know whether to be absent from the body or present with the Lord. To die is the gain. And see, each time we need each sin, we need to die at the cross. Every sin we take right to the cross. And when you say it's all his, man, it's not just, we're not just talking about money. No, you know, it's, this isn't time. Just, this isn't just about stroking a check for, you know, for those out there that, you know, are more comfortable just giving money, man. It's, it's giving us, man, us, our time, time, you know, our time. Our love. Our love is so big. Aaron, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll be in a church and we, we got to get to our next whatever because we don't want to talk too much to that person like me that talks too much. You know, guess what? You don't have to talk to me. But there's 240 other members, and start talking to them. Start hugging them. Start embracing them. Start asking them about their burdens, and stop worrying about your own. Start saying, you know, how are you doing? And this is no different than when we talked about, you know, baby stepping your way into, you know, giving money to the church or to, you know, a, a, a church like Cause or whatever or a ministry. It's it was it's also in relation to the time. I mean, if you're if you're somebody that that today. You know, well, hopefully you're going to church, but if you're somebody today that just that rushes right out those doors to go to breakfast or, you know, visit family or whatever it is, you know, hang out five minutes, man. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's five minutes for some, for you. Maybe it's 10 minutes for somebody else. But, you know, baby step your time. Mm-hmm. It's not just about stroking the check. It's about your time. Baby step the time. Give it back to those who need it, man. You know, those who need that love. Beautifully said, bro. And what a better lead in to a man we both knew. Me a little bit longer than you. But here's a man who was suffering the physical body for three to four years, gang. His name was Danny Offenbacher, and he's with the Lord now, in the presence of the Lord. But here's a man. There wasn't a time that I didn't see Danny Offenbacher that he asked me, how am I doing? And that man had so much cancer in him that the words had pain in them. Here's Danny Offenbacher. And Dan, I want you to say that prayer, my man. But, uh, John, can mm-hmm. I do one thing before Absolutely. I read? This is your show, my man. One is, one each and every one that's listening to grab a hold of their kid, or their wife, or their brother, and their or their sister, and hold on tight. And this prayer that I'm going to read, person that you can grab onto, and hold on as tight as you can, and will never ever leave you nor forsake you. And it reads this, Salvation is God's gift to you. The gift of God is eternal life 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's found in Romans 6.23. When someone offers you a priceless gift, the wisest thing you can do is accept it. This very moment, you can receive Christ, His gift of salvation, by sincerely praying the simple prayer from your heart. And it says this, Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know that you died on the cross for me. And I want you to come in and to change my life. I want you to come in and become my Savior. I want you to wash away all my sin, Lord. Take it away from me. Make me a personal child of Jesus Christ. Lord, thanks for coming into my life and becoming my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know what, folks? If you receive that prayer tonight, please call the station and ask for John or send us an email or something so we know it's the greatest decision you could ever want to make. Thank you for being with us tonight. And thank you, Dan. At phone number 609-447-0236, 609-447-0236. Stay tuned for the Lions Roar with Pastor Steve. Great show after Fooch Crew. And Aaron, I want to thank you for being here tonight. And next week, bro, you got a topic. I want you to do it all yourself. I'll be assisting you because I, I know I did a lot of yeah, talking. Yeah. But No, nah, it's good, man. Uh, we, we, we covered a lot. A lot of good uh, material over the past several weeks. So um, we're going to switch it up a little bit next week. And, uh, you know, like we were saying earlier, now we're on the, you know, you get us on Facebook. So Facebook.com slash Fuge Crew. Welcome your comments, feedback, sharing of the wall. <laughs> I'm so grateful for Aaron's help on that, too. He did, he did a lot of work on that, and I appreciate that. And I, I pretty appreciate our producer, Aaron Michaels, for helping us uh, all the time. I had uh, another song to play tonight, gang. We'll get that next week. So this is Fuge Crew. My name is John Fujere. Aaron Freeman. Thank you. God bless. God bless everyone. WIFI Florence, Philadelphia.